You're listening to the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. And while this isn't an episode specifically about how to book more clients or make more money, this is an important episode because it's all about having a firm foundation to your business, which I think it's safe to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you want a successful business. And on today's episode, our guest is Amanda Holloway, who is awesome at breaking all things financial, legal, insurance down for us in today's episode. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Sean Brown, and if you had told me years ago that I would be a professional photographer today, I would have said that you were crazy. Since then, I've been able to grow my photography business to six figures per year and haven't looked back. Now, with over eight years of experience of figuring out what to do and more importantly, what not to do, I help photographers build the thriving photography business that they've always dreamed of so that they can have more time, flexibility, and freedom to do what they truly want to do. And you want to know the best part? I'm showing you how to make that happen for yourself in this audio series. This is Shoot for Success. You're listening to the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. And while this isn't an episode specifically about how to book more clients or make more money, this is an important episode because it's all about having a firm foundation to your business, which I think it's safe to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you want a successful business. And on today's episode, our guest is Amanda Holloway, who is awesome at breaking all things financial, legal, insurance down for us in today's episode. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, Sean Brown here, and welcome to an episode of the Shoots for Success Photography Podcast. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a long-time listener, welcome back. And I am so excited to dive into today's episode, but before we get started, it would mean the world to me if you would take a second and leave a review over on iTunes. The reason for this is because it helps more photographers who are just like you get to know about the podcast, get this information in their ears to listen to, and the best part is you actually can be entered to win a free 45-minute mentorship with me via the Zoom, and we can go into any topic of business. So all you have to do, leave a review, and then you will be entered to win that uh, free mentorship and all you got to do is screenshot the review so that I know who it's from, because sometimes the name doesn't always match up with your iTunes username. And then DM me over on Instagram at shoot for success podcast. And that's that's all you got to do. I'll keep track of you from there and you'll be notified if you win. So without too much of a long drawn out intro, I want to introduce you to my friend Amanda Holloway. Amanda, if you are a senior photographer, you absolutely know of her. She has been rocking the senior game for quite a while now and is now one of the top industry educators that there is out there. Amanda has really dove into the nitty gritty of the things that not every educator wants to cover, like finance and legal stuff and insurance stuff. And it's all stuff that we don't necessarily want to do in business, but we have to do in business because if we want to run a successful business, we need to have a firm foundation, as Amanda calls it. And that comes from financial responsibility, legal responsibility, and making sure that our business is up to par with all of the insurance and everything like that. In today's episode, you guessed it, we're diving in to all of that. 
Amanda is a high school senior photographer. She's based in the Woodlands, Texas, and she has been known to create one of the most premier senior photography experiences that there is out there. However, one of the things that she made sure to do in her business is get all of her ducks in a row and make sure that she was building just that a business. She wasn't building a photography hobby. She was building a photography business. And in today's episode, we're breaking it all down. Or I needless to say, she is all about how we can make sure that we're doing the right financial, legal, and insurance related things in our business. So if you are a longtime photographer or you're just getting your business started, this is a good episode for you because it's going to touch on a lot of things that some photographers just frankly aren't doing. So without further ado, roll the interview with Amanda. Hey Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm great. Really good. (laughs) I love love the little pause in the beginning. We're kicking it off with a strong start. So (laughs) super excited to have you on the podcast today. And one of the things that we'll, we'll dive into a little bit is this whole realm that photographers probably don't like to think about because it's not the fun, sexy stuff in business, which is financial, legal, and insurance protection. Talk to us a little bit about that. But first, give an intro for those who do not know you somehow. Some I don't even know how you don't know, Amanda, if you're in the senior photography game. But tell us a little bit about yourselves before we dive into that, who you are, how you got started, just your you know minute or two story about you. Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you for having me, Sean. Um, I am Amanda Holloway. I am a photographer turned educator um, in the non-sexy topics. That's pretty much what I'm known for in the industry is just the most unsexy topics ever, which is usually financial, pricing, sales, consumer psychology, all of that, where most photographers um, fail and hate having to deal with. So um, I have always been more formulas and numbers and facts-based than creative and artistic. And um, for the longest time, I can just remember photographers asking me, you know, well, why are you making these kinds of sales? And why do you know about retirement accounts? And and how do you know about all of this money stuff? Because I don't know any about it. What, can you tell me anything? And so I kind of built my education business foundation on, finances and small business finances and how to pro- appropriately price yourself um, and properly make sure that you have the funds coming in for your business, things like that. It's just, it's nobody wants to talk about it, especially women. We have been taught, we don't talk money. Um, most of the nation hates talking about money. It's a taboo subject. And I'm starting to see the tides turn, thank God. Um, but yeah, so I've taught thousands of photographers to start making real income and then, you know, what to do with it afterwards. Cause making it is one thing, but maintaining it and building wealth off of it is a totally different situation. So yeah, that's basically what I have been doing for the past, gosh, 10, 11 years now. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And one of the things that you said is, you know, it's just not talked about because it's, it's not the fun stuff to talk about. So why are you so passionate about something that for most people isn't fun to talk about? They don't want to talk about finances. They don't want to talk about numbers. They always say, you know, we're photographers. We don't need to know our numbers. And, you know, obviously that's not true whatsoever in any 
scope of, of that. But one of the things that you are really great at is when you talk about these subjects, you can tell that you're passionate. So why are you passionate about it? What makes you, you know, want to even talk about these subjects? So I think it's twofold. Part of it is because I myself used to be broke as a joke and people roll their eye. And I've actually received emails when I have sent out newsletters about um, being broke. And I've literally received responses saying, you don't know what broke is, blah, blah, blah. You're Amanda. How can you know? Like really scathing emails. And I'm like, no, no, no. Mm -mm. I used to live in an 800 square foot apartment in the worst complex in town. Like the living room dipped down in in the front because it was so bad and our balcony leaned out like you could fall off of it. It was bad. Like the cops were always there. There was a hostage situation um, next door and the cops came and got me out so that if bullets started flying, I wouldn't get hit. Like, I'm serious. I have been like on peanut butter and jelly for months. I've been there. Um, so, and I think getting myself out of that situation um, because I know I can do it. If I can do it, God, I'm so lazy and I hate everything. Like if I can do it, I know that other people can. Um, but I had to teach myself because my mom didn't teach me. My dad didn't teach me. Um, but that's most people. And so that's one part to it. But the second part is, so I, I used to be in law enforcement. Um, I was a juvenile probation officer and I had uh, a lot of violent female offenders. And then before that, I worked at a domestic violence center, like a nonprofit. And I would have woman after woman come in and they were so financially dependent on their abusive spouse that they could not leave or they felt they could not leave. And I remember when I used to do that job thinking I will never <laughs> be that person. I cannot do that to myself and not because I was looking down on them. Like I'll never be that person. No, it was because I saw what being financially dependent on another spouse or on your spouse can mean for you mentally. And then if something happens and it turns abusive, that it just, it's terrifying and money is a tool. And that's where a lot of people get messed up. People think, oh, your money, you rich, you this and that. And it's like, no, 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 no. The only reason that money has any worth right now is because of the American government. Let's be honest, that's it. But the truth of the matter is money is a tool. It is a tool to provide you with security, entertainment, food, safety. It is a tool. And so when I learned from that, from working at the nonprofit, and then I was kind of going through my own financial journey at the same time of learning how to pay off my, you know, medical bills or student loans um, and credit card debt and things like that. I kind of put the two together and found this really big love for finance. And then when I started teaching workshops, I would have all of these women come in and we and I would start to talk about pricing because I believe that um, when you build your prices, you should know what your current financial status is because a lot of photographers don't think like that. And I would ask them, so what's your mortgage? What you know? What are you spending on this? And they would look at me with these eyes and say, oh, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. And I'm over here thinking, what? Why don't? How do you not know? 
they but it's because they had the their spouse deal with all of the finances and i said okay that ends now so that's kind of how i got into this and then when i saw more and more and more of my workshop students become major financial successes in their own families like it just made me even more excited like i jump up and down in my living room when i get an email from one of my past workshop students and they're like oh my god you will not believe this like i'm making all this money and i have a retirement account now and i have this and it's just it makes me so happy and i think it's because a i have been there myself into that transition and b i have seen women mentally feel that they could never get out of that situation because they didn't have the education given to them so i think Absolutely. that's a really long answer like we're like three hours later sorry <laughs> i will <laughs> no see, i love it i'm excited I it's, well it's and it's so important for people to hear that because as an uh, you know another educator in the photography industry something that i hear time and time again is oh well i don't need to to charge what you know you're worth or what you technically should be charging in your business just based on the whole numbers because well you know my spouse or my significant other helps me take care of that or i don't really need to this is just a hobby this is just income for, you know for fun Right. And you're another one of the educators that really takes the time to break down why that isn't really a good way to run your business. Dive into that a little bit, because I think that a lot of listeners are, are thinking, well, you know, that's not me. That doesn't apply to me because that's never going to happen. Right. The what ifs, those don't happen to me. Oh, but they do. Like, that's the thing is. And I've always been very realistic I live in the real world and like the scary real world because <laughs> I used to be in law enforcement. So I know all the bad things. And then I have photography students who come in to workshops or online with a list and, um, and they think the same thing. Like, Oh, well, I, my husband handles all the finances. Like I make, you know, that mine's just fun money and stuff like that. I cannot tell you how many of my students have eventually emailed me or come to me and said, Oh my God, Amanda, I should have listened to you. You were 100% right. It happens. Can I cuss on your podcast? I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll just leave it out so that okay, Apple stuff doesn't kick us happens. off. Oh gosh. Okay. Stuff happens and divorce happens and death happens. And I have had photographers who have lost their husbands from horrible illnesses, cancer, accidents, things like that. I have had photographers who found out their spouses were cheating. It turned abusive. They had to leave and they were able to leave because of the money that they made from their photography business when they started pricing themselves correctly. And so for me, it's so much, and that's what I think most people don't connect the dots. Finan Again, it's a tool. Finances, it's not just money, money, money. No, 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 no. It's how you put food on your table. It's how you clothe your children. It is how you pay for your child to go to a better school. It is how you pay off your car so that you can put money into a retirement account so that you can you don't have to work till you're 80 years old. Like all of these little pieces add up and money is just the tool. And so if you price yourself correctly, you can do all of those things. And you can, you can have the life that you never thought that you would have because I'm living it right now. I mean, yeah, I, 
I never thought that I would be able to go to Walt Disney World. I never thought that I would be able to live in the house that I live in. I would never be able, I thought I would never have a studio. Like those are things that you just don't think about. And they're just little pieces or you can pay your kids medical bills off or you can pay for your medication. Like it all comes down to money is a tool. And I don't care if your husband makes this X amount of money. What are you going to do if something happens? And what if you get a divorce? You're not going to have access to his retirement anymore. You know, and that's the other part to all of this is retirement. Oh, don't even get me. I'm, oh, don't even get me started. I get all high. <laughs> like a whole nother talk. podcast episode oh my right God, there, right? Yes. All of the, all of the photographers who come to me without a retirement account, I, I would say over 75% over. That's just, I can't, I, I mean, I can't even fathom that, right? Mm-hmm. I know. It's just something that you, yeah, you just almost take it for granted that that's something you need to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, we'll have to have you back for a whole nother podcast. Yeah. We could go an hour <laughs> just on like retirement and savings oh, yeah. and setting up bank accounts and all that stuff. Well, going off of that, you know, the whole thing of, of it being a tool and being able to use it to, to better not just, you know, your life, but your family's life and be able to take a little bit of stress in just one area. And, you know, one of the the things that I heard, which was a great analogy is when you, you get to that point and rather than worrying about your financial position or whatnot, it allows you to almost elevate your thinking to a higher level where you're not worried about those, those base level fears, right? Where you don't have to worry about Okay, how am I going to put food on my, you know, table? How am I going to pay for rent or my mortgage this month or whatever? And it allows you to do some things that you wouldn't necessarily do and take some, uh, you know, quote unquote risks or whatnot in your life. It allows you to really take that that base level, you know, just survival instinct and just almost kind of put it on the back burner, so to speak. But one of the things that we don't always think about when we're we're dealing with this is you know, kind of the concept of, you know, the what ifs, the what happens if one day this goes away and we have to start thinking about those. Um, Or what happens if all of a sudden we get hit with a tax bill that we weren't expecting? Or what happens if all of a sudden client trips and falls during a session, breaks their ankle, and now all of a sudden you have a multi, you know, hundreds Mm -hmm. of thousand dollar lawsuit against you. And one of the things that this kind of leads into, you just wrapped up an awesome uh, week-long educational event uh, f- that was free. So I don't, I'm not sure if that's still available. Um, and you just opened up doors to something brand new that you've been working on. So tell the listeners a little bit about what you have had in the works. So after teaching for probably, I think I've been teaching seven, eight years now, which is nuts. Um, I have realized that the main ingredients that are usually missing in a photographer's business is financial, legal, and liability protection. You have your legals with your contracts and your business entities, your financial, um, and then your liability like insurance coverages and things like that. Most photographers that come to me put their contracts together themselves or they don't have one at all. Um, They don't have a business emergency fund. They don't have a retirement account. They don't know if they're really paying their taxes the correct way or when they get hit with a tax bill, 
they don't have the money because they spent it all. Or, and, <laughs> they don't have an insurance policy at all, but they are calling themselves professional photographers. And I'm like, hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but that's far from being a professional in this industry. These are like the main pillars to a professional business. And most of our industry is missing them. Most of it's miss it's missing. So um, why do you why do you think that that is missing? I think a you don't have to do anything to become a photographer. You you don't like you can grab your yeah like a iPhone. low area yeah low barrier of entry yeah and so I think that's huge. And then again, I think that most people are scared of the unknown. Not in, not a, a lot of people teach about insurance liability coverage for your business. Not a lot of people teach about the legal. And that is the reason because after all these years, I saw that those were missing. And I said, you know what, I'm putting a course together. I'm going to do this. And so I got together with two amazing ladies. One is an attorney and one is an insurance agent. Both are photographers also, which that's hard to find, man. Like someone who is a photographer and knows all the good education about this, these specific mm -hmm. topics. And so I said, hey, Will y'all partner with me on this course? I want to talk about these three pillars so that all of these photographers can get legit because, and I was actually putting the, the tax course together, the tax portion of the course. And I was sitting there talking about sales tax and then, you, you know, you have state sales tax and local sales tax and income tax and this. And I was like, you know what? No wonder the professional photographers have to charge so much because we are being taxed out of our ears. Like I was adding up every, everything to so that I can show it in the course. And I thought, well, here you go. But that's what being a professional photographer is, is you pay your taxes. You have an emergency fund in case so that you can pay all of your expenses. You have legal contracts that can be upheld in court. You have insurance policies so that God forbid, if something does happen to your client, no worries. I got this. That is what being a professional photographer is all about. So we actually called the course The Professional Photographer. <laughs> and it is your three-step proactive path to legal, financial, and liability protection. I love it. What What do you tell the photographers? Because I mean, it's something that is so, so needed where there are so few photographers, like you said, that have the things that every business should have. You know, people are like, oh, I'll just get my business license and then that's kind of it. And then all of a sudden they don't realize they're like, oh man, I needed to be paying taxes and collecting sales tax for everything that I charge. And I mean, even in Washington, I mean, we're taxed pretty much on everything, digital products, anything. And some photographers may just be like, oh, well, it's a digital product. I don't need to charge sales tax. And all of a sudden they're out quite a bit of money at the end of the year because they didn't know that. Or they don't have you know, they think that they're covered in terms of insurance and don't realize that even to get a permit, you know, when we were down in L.A. to getting permits for years ago for destination shoots, you know, L.A. film requires a two million dollar insurance policy. And luckily, you know, that's something that I had in place. But how many other photographers don't quite a few. Right. Oh, so tons. what do you. Yeah. And a lot. I think that one of the instincts that they have is this mentality of. Well, that's great, Amanda and Sean, but it won't happen to me. What do you tell those photographers? 
it's not a question of if it is a question of when that's the honest truth. and here's the thing that let's let's not catastrophize because that it's really easy for people to separate themselves from full-blown catastrophes like that like your client gets bit by a snake and dies in the field or something horrible like that like let's not even go that far let's just say that your client received their gallery of images that you worked really hard on and they paid you and everything before the the session and um or they let's say you don't require payment until just before you deliver their gallery. You deliver the gallery. It's beautiful. You get an email back from them and they are irate. They hate the pictures. They hate you (laughs) and they want a refund immediately. Okay. Not so crazy after all, is it? If you had a legal contract that is able to be upheld in the court of law in your state, that would be nothing to worry about. But if you do not, ooh, you, you are going to make sacrifices that you should never have to make, like giving them all their money back. Okay? So it's not always, you know, your, your client dies in the field. and also, No, it could be so little as your client hates the images and wants a refund. Or your senior rep model is giving you a lot of problems and their mom is giving you a lot of problems and you want to void the contract, okay? Or um, they told you that they were going to pay you, the date has come by and gone and they haven't paid you yet and you're sitting here doing all this work and you don't have payment. So let's make it that small. That stuff happens in this industry every single day. It is not And if it's going to happen, it is a win. And so you have to ask yourself, how confident are you in your legal contracts? How about your business tax knowledge? How many photographers are audited by the IRS every single year? Tons. How about your business insurance? And most photographers learn the hard way when our business nightmares come true. And that is not when to start thinking, oh, I should get an insurance policy. Oh, I should get legal contracts. No, 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 no. You need to have that done far before you really get into your business. Technically, should you have it before you ever start accepting income? Yes. Do we all? No. We learn as, as we go on. But you listening to this podcast proves that you want to learn how to run a professional photography business. And so I'm here telling you, do not wait. It will happen in some way, shape or form to you. It has happened to me. I have had clients that have, it doesn't happen often because I have a really good contract, (laughs) but every once in a while I get a client that tests the waters and I'm able to highlight the clause in the contract, send it back to them and it's done. But that is being a professional photographer. A professional photographer does not give all the money back because they're scared of idle threats from a client or demands of a a return of the money. A professional photographer is someone who understands that they're running a, a, a legitimate legal business. They are covered by insurance. They have legal contracts and they have the funds set aside for taxes, retirement, a business emergency, things like that. That is what being a professional photographer is all about. And funnily enough, it has nothing to do with the art that you produce. No. And a lot of people struggle with that concept because what they do is they say, oh, I'm 
a photographer first and a business owner second. No, no, no. You are a business owner first and photographer second. And that's one of the things that if you want to be in business for a while, these are the steps that you don't just need to take. You absolutely need to take because it's like I said, you know, or like Amanda said, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. And if you are around and you want to be around, it's going to happen to you. I mean, I've dealt with exactly probably almost every one of those things. Amanda said, you know, I've never been asked for a refund. Luckily, thank goodness. But one of the things that, you know, that happen are, you know, what happens if you have to release a senior rep from your team? What happens if your business policy, you have some sort of minimum order in place that they need to hit because you need to make that amount per session in order to be profitable. And then all of a sudden they show up to the ordering session and they say, you know what, I'm just actually, you know, we're just going to spend this amount. And you having a quote unquote business policy in place is not a substitute for a legal contract. You can have business policies in your contract, but that business policy has no legs whatsoever in the legal system. And so a lot of photographers are like, well, it's my business policy. And then you dive deeper and they don't even have a contract in place. They just have, you know, a model release or maybe they're not even doing a model release. And then somebody, all, you know, wants their images down and it's your best gallery and you've got sample products. And now all of a sudden you have to order sample products. Like there are a million scenarios that we could mm-hmm. go into, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's why I created this course because I... I did not have this education when I started. I had to learn, you know, from stumbling over myself and figuring this out and that out. And, ooh, I should probably have an insurance, you know, coverage. And, I, ooh, I should do that. Like, um, I even had my insurance audited um, by Cody, who is the insurance agent and photographer that is leading the insurance portion of this course. And she was like, Amanda, you need more policy coverage. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) And she told me a couple of scenarios. And I was like, I need more coverage. So I immediately went and got more coverage. But I didn't have a course like this when I started. And I wish I had. And my goal with this course was to be for anyone who's on in Facebook groups or photography groups, and you see the person come in, they're like, I just got a new camera. I'm going to be a photographer. I'm so excited. My goal for this course is that the person seeing that runs to the page and says, okay, great on you that you're starting a business. However, go take this course immediately. Go take this course right now so that you can have all of your bases covered and that you can call yourself a legitimate professional photographer. Don't make these massive mistakes. And that's my goal. Yeah. To make this a little bit tangible for people who are listening, what are the three biggest things that you see photographers not doing that they should be in terms of financial, legal, personal liability protections, all those things? Well, I'll go, okay, I'll do one for financial, one for um, legal and one for insurance. So perfect. I think, well, no, I can't do that because that's too, okay. Here we go. (laughs) I know, right? Legally, there's, there's a two branch issue here. Of course, one most photographers are using contracts that would not be upheld in court due to the fact that they aren't truly legal. I think that for the contract side. Now, for the other side, we're going to get into business entities. Most photographers are still Mm -hmm. operating as sole proprietors, which opens them up to personal financial and asset loss in case of a lawsuit. Like that's insane. Like most photographers don't understand that as a sole proprietor, 
if you get sued, your house, your savings accounts, your cars, your grandmother's ring that you have, all of these are considered assets of the business owner and business because you have not legally separated yourself from your business. There's not a personal and a business side. There is just you. That's how many of you listening are like, oh my God. So that's, but so that's, that would be legal. Financial, and I'm going to go there. I'm going to talk about the pandemic. Most photographers will not be able to handle another pandemic shutdown due to insufficient business funds. How many small businesses had to close up shop? Tons, tons and tons and tons and tons. You need to have a business emergency fund. And I would, I would be willing to say 95%. And I know that's a massive number. What do you think, Sean? 95%? Don't oh, I, I, yeah, I think it's easily up there. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Because it's not something that you think about. Um, that and then, of course, taxes. Um, taxes just, it's con- they're confusing. And I think people don't want to deal with anything that's confusing. Um, so they don't pay on time. They don't pay the correct amounts. They don't report to the right agencies. Um, or they're making all this money all year long and they're like rolling in the dough. They go on vacation. This is awesome. And then tax comes, tax season comes around and the CPA says, um, you owe $7,500 to the IRS. And the person freaks out because guess what? They already spent the money. They don't have $7,500. What are they going to do? So that's the financial portion. And then insurance wise, I mean, I absolutely think that most photographers just don't have adequate business insurance that would protect them in an emergency. Totally. Just, yeah. It's just scary. It's. Yeah. And I mean, it, it keeps going back to like, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. 100%. And even going back to like the tax thing, you know, I got a real nice big uh, notice that it's like, oh, you know, you're, you actually don't get a return this year. You get to pay a lot of money, which is usually the case, but this year, you know, more than ever, which I was expecting. And because I was expecting that, and because I had literally an account set aside and, you know, we can talk about high yield savings account if you want to yes. dive into that at all or anything like that. But I mean, that was tucked away because it was something that was calculated and anticipated for. And so rather than freaking out, it was like, yep, all right, this is just kind of another, you know, another day in business where, yeah, it's not fun to pay that. But it's a heck of a lot more fun than having to scramble and figure out, you know, where those dollars are going to come from or having to go to your spouse and be like, we owe this much and, you know, having them freak out because they weren't anticipating it. Like there are just so many scenarios. I would much rather have a fund sitting there that I know the money's in that is used for that specific purpose. You know, you got dive into all the financial people where they say each dollar has to go in a certain place and you need to know yes. where that dollar is being spent. That is not just true for your personal life. It's also true for your business. And that's where business budgets come in. That's where business, um, you know, spreadsheets are really great because it allows you to keep track of that everything. It's all automated now if you're in QuickBooks or something like that. Like, it's just these scenarios that they pop up even if you don't think that they will for you. Yeah. And most photographers aren't properly keeping books either. Like it's just a fly by the seat of the pants kind of a situation. And it's like, no. And I think especially with creative industries, it's more prevalent because an artist's brain is all art. It's the pretty, it's the colors, it's the the beautiful, like it's just, it's that. And 
it's like filling up a coffee cup with coffee versus cream. Artists fill up like 90% with coffee, with the pretty, the beautiful, okay, the stuff that you can look at and swoon over. And they leave 10% left, if that, for the cream. And it's like, you got to do 50-50. Like, I know it sucks, but you have to do that. Because here's the thing. If you don't, you're not going to be able to be running a business for much longer. The IRS will shut you down so fast. And I think that that's something that, again, most people just don't understand that it goes hand in hand. If you want to accept money for your art, you have to start thinking about these things. Or if you don't want, if let's say you don't want to read all the books, just take a course and you don't even take my course. I don't care. Just take a course, learn the education, learn the information so that you aren't putting yourself and your family in a horrible situation. Because the truth of the matter is people have heart attacks over this kind of stuff. I mean, this isn't just the little like, oh, let's learn how to edit. Oh, let's learn how to, you know, educate our clients. No, this is the big scary stuff. People have heart attacks over having to owe $25,000 in taxes they, that they don't have. People have yeah. heart attacks over losing a million dollar lawsuit against their business. I mean, it's, this is the scary stuff. And I don't want to like fear monger your audience, but it's the truth. I just, <laughs> yeah. like if, if you don't know what business entity your business should be, or you're scared your contract won't hold up to client issues, or, you know, when's the last time you reviewed your business liabilities? All these little things, if, if you're asking yourself those questions because you just don't know, it might be time to invest in some education about these topics. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things too, kind of going off of that is these, you know, types of resources like you've put together are so powerful because even if you're not going to do this yourself, say you hire an accountant to take care of your books, you are in such a better position long term if you know what's actually going on, at least in some fundamental level versus just handing it over and hoping that the business professional that you hired is is doing the right thing because guess what there aren't you know not every business professional out there is doing exactly what they should and at least if you have that understanding because you invested in those resources this education you put yourself in a much better position to put your business in a place that you know that everything is getting taken care of in the way that it should. And that's even with an off hands approach. If you're like, I don't want to handle this. I just want to have somebody else do it. You at least need to know what's going on. Well, and we actually cover that in the course. There's an entire lesson. It's module two, lesson four. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the, the actual lesson is called financial helpers. And it teaches you what to look for and how to hire a CPA, a financial advisor, and a bookkeeper. Like it literally gives you the questions to ask during an interview, how to find one that is, has experience in small business, what you should be looking for. Like it literally covers that. We covered every single step. So if you don't want to do this yourself, here's how to hire it out. You know, it, all those little pieces, because I knew that most photographers would definitely want to hire that out. And so that's why I included it in the course. So, yeah, I love it. That's and that's super helpful because I think that a lot of photographers do want to hire it out where I think if you're smart, you shouldn't be doing everything yourself. You need no. to take some stuff off of your plate, right? Yeah, I I have always gone by the motto, a six figure business was never meant to be the burden of one person. Um, 
and hopefully you're you're striving for a six figure business even if you're a four or five figure business right now i'm sure in your in your brain you have this goal of a six figure this $100,000 you know gross versus net income you have that in your head but the truth of the matter is that was never meant to be the burden of one person because i can't imagine being my own bookkeeper, my own CPA, my own financial advisor, my own editor, my own client communication, my own graph, graphic designer, my own uh, social media manager, my own virtual assistant. Oh my God, no freaking way. No. So um, I just, I think it's so important. And, and that's something that I talk about in the course is when you hire a, a CPA or a financial advisor, you're hiring someone who continues their education every single year on legislative updates. Yeah. Because tax tax rules change every year, all the time. What was it? Last year or two years ago, entertainment was wiped off the table as a tax deduction. No more entertainment. And then this year, it's back on the table. And so it's yeah. like I need Well not even not even course. that. They yeah, not even that. They backtracked and meals are like a hundred percent deductible now after yes. the CARES Act. Because they were Stuff fifty like and now they're hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the again, those are things that I would just know. How, how do you, as a business owner who is a photographer, how do you know you don't, you're not going to go to the same classes and the same conferences that a CPA is going to go to, to learn these things. And with that, I think is going to come some accidents and some mistakes in filing your taxes. If you want to do it by yourself, I, I don't think that you should be doing it yourself. I think that you should hire someone. Um, because yeah, that or you're going to miss things. Yes. You're going to miss things that you could have taken deductions for, or you think that you can take a deduction for something. It turns out you're, mm. you can't actually like it's just cost little things like that. Right. Yeah. It's going to yeah. cost you. Yeah. So going back to, you know, somebody who's saying, you know, this isn't, I, I need to get more clients, Amanda. I, I can't invest in this aspect of my business. What do you have to say to them? That is so freaking backwards. It's like building a house on top of sand. You have to have a foundation. This is your foundation. Because here's the thing. What the heck are you doing gaining clients who are going to pay you money when you're not paying your taxes? That's gross. I almost said you, David, from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> but like <laughs> you just, you can't, you can't, that's so, I'm going to say the word. It's unethical. And I know that some of you probably, um, you may have just lost an audience or member or two, but I just, it's unethical. Why are you accepting income and clients when you're not paying your taxes or when you don't have a legal contract or business insurance? That is really poor professionalism. So you asked my opinion and that's, that's it. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I completely agree. It's at the end of the day is if we want to be upheld as professionals, that even comes with the stuff that we don't really want to deal with, like the legal and the financial and the insurance aspects. It's not the fun stuff. It's not why we get into business, but it is a necessity in business. And one of the things, too, you know, I was just thinking even uh, I heard it was in, you know, one of these photography Facebook groups. And basically, I heard this story somewhere. This was years and years ago, so I'm probably going to botch telling it. But essentially what had happened was a photographer hadn't really filed as a as a legal entity, even like a sole proprietor at the time, wasn't paying taxes for a few or few years or so. You know, they were in the quote unquote portfolio building stages or just photographing their friends and family, taking money under the table, et cetera. 
And essentially what happened was years later, it all caught up to her with like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar back taxes, you know, uh, lean against her home basically from the IRS because she wasn't paying taxes. And I mean, like her and her her husband just lost so much because of that, because she didn't think that she was at a point in time where her business was, quote unquote, big enough or successful enough to do that. And like, these are real world stories. And, you know, it's not meant to scare anybody who's listening. It's just meant to really paint a picture of these are these are realities that certain people face. And it's just so much better if you could just not have to worry about that by saying, dang, that sucks. But it's not going to happen to me because I'm set up correctly. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that just what you asked me earlier, you know, if a photographer thinks, well, I don't have the money to pay for this course or this education. Do you have the money to handle a massive lawsuit? Do you have the money to pay back a client who hates her pictures? Do you have the money to continue your business expenses in, a, in another pandemic shutdown? The amount of money that this course is versus any of these radically life altering scenarios, it's a fraction of what these nightmare situations would, would handle. And I think that, yes, it sucks because it's not a sexy topic. It's not going to make your art better. It's not going to get you more clients. It's not. However, <laughs> it is going to give you the foundation to build an incredible photography business on top of that you don't have to worry and have stress and not sleep at night. And you don't have to worry about something happening or the IRS coming after you. You don't have to worry about it and you can sleep so much better and have peace of mind. And that kind of foundation is going to help a photography business last way longer than most because most don't have that foundation. Totally. And I, I kind of like, you know, the foundation analogy is, is awesome. I liken it to it doesn't matter how freaking amazing the outside of your business or the outside of your house looks. You can walk down sets of, you know, Hollywood. You remember those old wild, wild west towns where it was basically yes. like they would film those movies and it's like basically a bunch of plywood painted real nice yep. with some, you know, fake doors on the outside. And then you try to go through the plywood and, you know, enter the saloon. And guess what? There's a bunch of desert behind you, right? Yep. There's nothing tangible about it. And that's kind of what your business is like at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how great your photos are doesn't matter how freaking fantastic of a photographer of an artist that you are the quote unquote, you know, experience that you're trying to give to your clients or that you are giving to your clients. If you don't have that foundation or all it is is a facade at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's a facade. It's not tangible. It's not where you want to be, right? Everyone would much rather in a hot desert, go into the saloon for a drink, then walk through that door and find a desert on the other side, right? And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just Google like wild, wild west Hollywood sets and hopefully an image pops up. But that's at the end of the day, exactly what you're doing is you're just painting a, a facade that isn't actually a business, right? And if you don't have anything on the inside, it doesn't matter how good and sexy the car is, it's not going to drive without an engine. Right. And I think it's just, it's just a gamble. 
And me, I don't like gambling. I could I could go to Vegas for weeks and not touch a, a machine. Like it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> so, and I think that's what is happening with your business when when you have these scenarios that could come up and you're not covered or you're not do, taking the proper steps to be covered, you're, you're just gambling. And especially if you're a sole proprietor, you're not just gambling your business, you're gambling your personal assets as well, which is horrifying. It should be horrifying. And I know that because I, I don't want to scare anyone, but I, I believe that fear mongering is putting fear establishing fear in people that really doesn't does, isn't going to produce fruit in the end. This I don't believe is fear mongering because this literally happens in the industry all day, every day, all the time. And I just, I think it's just so, so, so important. And that's why we did this course. And that's, I mean, you're going to learn everything from making sure you have an EIN and a sales tax permit and making sure that all aspects of your business are legally covered. The difference between sales income ta- or sales tax and income tax and how to set up a business emergency fund and why having retirement is so important and um, liability and insurance coverages and business and equipment. I actually um, posted on my Instagram that I was going to be doing um, some education like this. And someone messaged me and they said, you won't believe what happened to me. Um, I had my equipment in a rental car and it was all stolen over $10,000 worth of equipment. And she thought she was covered through an association and um, they, they turned her down and would not pay her, her equipment, the equipment that she lost. And I thought, Holy crap. How many of us business owners are part of associations or um, just little pieces of, you know, kind of just agencies that say, well, you can get your insurance through us. It'll be fine. And then she said that once she kind of started talking about it, she found out that a lot of other business owners had the same issue. And I thought, okay, so there's definitely an issue there. And we just need to make sure that we are properly covered with the proper agencies so that this doesn't happen. And that's, I think that's even worse is thinking that you're covered and you're not. Yeah. And that's why photographers are going to run to your, the page, find out more about how they can enroll in this course to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. So I think that's an awesome place to wrap is what are, I guess, well, let's leave this with one last nugget. What is the number one thing that you wish for photographers to do right now in order to change this so that it doesn't happen to them. Just start building that foundation, no matter where you are in your business and your career. If that means that you, and and that's the thing is that I didn't want this course just to be for beginner photographers because there are so many photographers that have been running a business for years and still don't have the proper protections. So I think no matter where you are in your business career, If you have one foundation, like you know you have legal contracts, you're good to go. Look at your other two pillars. Are you covered insurance-wise? Do you have your finances in order? So no matter where you are in your business, whether you're just beginning or you need to audit your business, 
consider investing in education that will actually help you get there because that is how you are going to last as a photographer. That is going to help you build an incredible business instead of being sued or having the IRS come after you and having to close up shop immediately. So that is my, that's my wish. Just get your foundation. Where can, no, I love it. Where can people find out more? Where can they sign up for your course? All of that stuff. Yeah. So it's alistcreatives.com backslash TPP. And that stands for the professional photographer, but it's alistcreatives.com backslash TPP. Perfect. We'll link it up in the show notes too. And when do doors close? Cause this isn't open forever, right? No, we, this is launch. And so I'm so excited. So our closing date is Friday, Friday, June 11th at midnight. And then it's it. You cannot get access to this course until we open it again. So get on in there, do what you got to do. Use this summer to go ahead and get your business in order and all of your ducks in a row and finally get that peace of mind that you are protected and that you are proactive and you are ready to go with your business for the fall. I love it. Amanda, thank you so much for being on. I know that this isn't a topic that every photographer wants to hear. They want to take better photos. They want to book more clients. But at the end of the day, None of that matters unless you're doing these steps, which I know this isn't the most fun topic, but (laughs) that doesn't change it from being an important topic and something that you absolutely need to be doing in your business. So thank you so much for being on and for helping educate photographers on what they need to be doing, because I'm guessing that there are a lot of listeners right now, if you're like a lot of photographers when they start or even have been in business for a while that are not thinking about this. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me, Sean. This has been great. And thank you for giving me uh, the industry space to learn this information because a lot of people don't talk about it. Yeah. We'll have a part two on retirement and finance and all that stuff too. So we'll have to have you back on the podcast because I know that that's going to be something that after, after listening to this, they're like, oh man, I don't, (laughs) I don't want more of this, but I need more of this, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for sticking around all the way throughout the end of the podcast. If you want to get more episodes like this, I know that this wasn't the most fun or exciting topic, but it is an important topic because without it, it doesn't really matter what we do in our business because it can all come crumbling down and we just want to make sure that we're getting that peace of mind at the end of the day. So if you want more episodes that help move you forward in your business, the best thing that you can do is hit that follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get them. And that'll make sure that you get all the future episodes that are released as part of this podcast. So when there are new guests, new topics, you're the first to know. So make sure to do that. And as always, new episode every week. So I'll see you guys next week. One of the things I discovered early on in photography is that working harder isn't what builds a successful business. In fact, after coaching hundreds of photographers in every market across the country, the number one trait that they all shared when they were struggling was working harder than ever in hopes that things would finally come together. It wasn't until they figured out how to implement the proper frameworks and strategies that their business took off. That's why I've created this free on-demand video training series, the Intro to Senior Photography Crash Course, to help photographers who want to start or grow their businesses without spending years struggling trying to figure it out on their own. In this free training, I will teach you the steps you need to take that people like myself 
along with hundreds of other photographers have used to build their thriving senior photography business and be able to live the life they want to live. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to unlock how to make that happen for you and your business and say yes to being the successful senior photographer you've always dreamed of being.